What's happening, sports fans? Christian Pedersen here in the SD Prep Insider Studios. We got something new for you. I personally want to call it a weekly cup of Joe. I don't know if he will approve of that name, um, but it's it's going to be coach talk. Um, Joe Kramer from St. Augustine. Did I say that right, coach? All right, sweet. So, <laughs> so Coach Kramer from St. Augustine is joining us now. He is, well, I can't even say he's the new guy on the block. He's the newest champion on the block. Uh, he shows up last year, uh, comes storming into the scene, wins a D1 championship. He's back now with a top 10 rated football team, but he's also a man of leadership and faith and likes Pixar movies and all sorts of interesting stuff. So, we're going to have him on here hopefully all season. I kind of want to have I, I want to bug him past football season and have him just sort of doing a coach's clinic every single week. But for now it's football. So coach, let's start with football. You guys are one to know. How was week one? Week one was awesome. I and mean, we got a big win over Benita Vista. Um, you're always a little worried of how the team is going to be the first game. You know, last year in our week one, my first game as a head coach, we had 11 penalties. Uh, and, and this year, you know, we made a big emphasis on uh, paying attention to the details of playing football and, and, and don't get penalties, you know. So we only have three in the game. I'd like it to be zero, but um, our guys played really hard. They're really excited, you know, how every other team in the country is for the first game. Uh, and, you know, we were lucky enough to go out and get a win and stay pretty healthy. So I was very pleased, and we got a big opponent this week coming up. So um, got to move on from the win and uh, see, see if we can get another one. So, Coach, last year – you come in as as a new new guy to San Diego County football, and this off season we saw a bunch of schools have the, have the change uh, from old regime to new regime. So now that you've been through a year, had another off season, and all that kind of stuff, to all of the first year head coaches who are at their new schools right now listening, you know you've just recently been through that sort of new territory type thing, what are some pieces of advice you might give to the new head coaches, regardless of if they took a, a dub or an L in that week one, you know, having just been in their shoes, what would you say to the new head coaches listening in San Diego? I think the most important thing as a new head coach is you need to try to build a, a quality staff. And it's, it's sometimes challenging uh, because uh, I, I don't know if it's a secret or not, but high school football coaches don't get paid a lot of money. Uh, and, and, and in particular, the assistant coaches. So, I think the number one thing you need to do is really come up with an interview process, which is what I did, where you ask specific questions and, and things that, that you want to know about them. Um, and then you have to put them on the whiteboard. Uh, I, I think I think that art of being on the whiteboard as a football coach um, sometimes gets looked over and, and, and lost. Like we actually need to know what these uh, coaches can do on the board. You know, what, what is their knowledge level now? just because you don't have a lot of knowledge doesn't mean you can't be a good football coach. You know, there are four types of coaches uh, that, that, that we talk about and I'll, tr I'll try to stumble through it, but um, there's a coach that acts like he knows. Uh, I'm sorry. There's a coach that knows and acts like he knows that that's a coach that knows football and acts like he knows football and, and might not be willing to learn new things, you know, coming into a new staff. Um, there's a coach that doesn't know and acts like he knows that's a coach that doesn't know much. Um, and, you know, tr tries to put on a front, like he's a, you know, X is an O's guy. And, and so uh, the uh, next type of coach is a coach that doesn't know and acts like he doesn't know. So that's a coach that doesn't know a whole lot, uh, acts like he doesn't know, and he's a sponge, right? That, that's a coach I want to hire, a guy that wants to get better, kind of starting from scratch, 
Uh, and then there's a coach that, uh, let me take the last one. There's a coach that knows and acts like he doesn't know. That's a coach that knows football, has a lot of experience, and uh, acts like he doesn't. That means he's willing to learn new things. So uh, that's what we're always looking for. I ask coaches that all the time. And then I think building a staff is key, but obviously having good players is also key to, key to uh, winning. So you need to try to develop guys in the weight room, make sure they're uh, on track academically. So that's all, all the things I would give them. Uh, and then just build relationships with your with your parents because parents are critical to uh, your success as a coach. And I think if you have parent meetings regularly and kind of keep them in the loop on what's going on with their kid, um, I think it's going to be smooth sailing. You mentioned a whiteboard. Do you have a physical whiteboard in your in your where in the in the coaching situation? Do you have an actual whiteboard? Well, here at Saints, we have a great football office in our new building, St. Augustine Commons, and I'm looking at let me count them on the wall. I got one, two. And I got uh, there's six small ones, and then I got two large ones that are about 15 feet long on on each wall. So we have plenty of whiteboards, probably about 100 markers. Okay, well that, that's what I was gonna say. Is 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 the uh, the ratio of whiteboards to markers? Are you always running around looking for one? Sounds like you've got that covered. Um, I, I ran into an interesting situation and got a bunch of insight out the, out uh, when I was filming the grind this year with Coach Hines out at Coronado. And in terms of talking about that transition and building a staff, he has his defensive coordinator, uh, Coach Mark Davis, who has been at Coronado now for almost 20 years. He was one of the other guys that applied for the head coaching job. And, and Coach Hines, he, you know, he really spoke to me about a, a, a lot of the, the thought that had to go into do I blow out everybody, build an entirely new staff of my guys, or do I, I find a way to work with the people who, you know, they wanted my job also, but I, I know that they know the people, they know the system, they know the community better. So, so maybe you can speak a little bit to, to that kind of a dynamic. Well, I'm sure Coach Hines had an extremely detailed interview with that particular defensive coordinator uh, since he wanted the job and didn't get it. Uh, I'm sure, you know, I wasn't there, but I'm sure he confirmed, you know, is, is this coach going to be loyal to me? And I think that is the number one thing is, is, is uh, loyalty, you know, and um, it doesn't mean it's not blind, right? But something we talk about here at Saints as far as loyalty among the coaches is um, we're going to, we're going to, you know, personally, I'm going to invite debate. I, I want to get the ideas of all these coaches because they all have experience in the game. Uh, they all know football, particularly my guys. And, uh, we're going to talk about things. And if there's concerns with me or another coach, we, we want to get everything out there. But once a decision is made, um, we're going to go up to the field like, like it's all of our decisions. You know, we're not going to say we're going to, we're going to, you know, uh, run this route this way. And then the receiver coach is going to say, well, you know, coach Kramer wants it that way. No, it, that receiver coach is going to act like it was his idea. And that's really the true definition of loyalty among the staff is that, um, you know, you just, you guys are all on the same page. You, you, you uh, have, have planned out what you're going to do and then you go out and do it just like it's your idea. So I think, uh, I think it's important to have people that are around. That's why it's important to me. I'm not a saint for myself. I, I didn't go to school here, unfortunately. Uh, but I think it's important for uh, our football program to have former saints in within the, within the program, which, which we do um, just because they have that experience that I and some of the other coaches don't have. So I think it's important here at Saints in particular to, uh, you know, continue that culture and, uh, you know, foster that brotherhood. And I think if we do that, we have a chance to be good. You talk about differing of opinions. One place that always has tons of opinions is social media. Um, you are on social media in multiple levels. You run the team account, you run a personal account. 
Um, the Saints info, the, the general school account is on there. The pit is on there. Your players are on there. There's all sorts of different levels to it. What is your approach, though, in terms of helping to guide the young men around you and, and sort of, you know, they've got to be on there for recruiting purposes and getting in touch with coaches, but they also kind of shouldn't be on there at all in terms of the, the, the negatives that it brings up. So, so what's some of your, your guidance that you give to yourself, your coaches, and, and the young men around you? We have, um, we have, you know, meetings every, every uh, camp, right? And so we have a thing called a player manual that I install, and it's just our expectations of our, of our team and, you know, specifically what, what kind of culture do we want to have here. And uh, one of the slides is a social media slide. You know, everybody's on social media. And what I tell our Saintsmen is that social media cannot make you, but it can break you in the, in the, at the speed of light. You know, the minute you put something up there that's controversial, that's uh, derogatory towards somebody, uh, you you name it. Like, there's a million things you could do to get in trouble on social media. Uh, that could affect you for the rest of your life. So I really, um, I really try to hammer that home that, guys, we need to make sure that anything we put on social media, we wouldn't uh, be upset if our grandmother saw it, basically. You know, so we got to be smart. Same thing with our coaching staff. Um, our, our policy is, is to not get into controversial, controversial Facebook arguments, uh, Instagram arguments, things like that. We sort of just promote our program and our school, um, and, and, and try to stay positive as much as we can on social media, uh, because that's just kind of how we are. And I think that, you know, I think it's playing it safe as far as that goes and not getting involved in that stuff is the right way to do it. Um, but, but you're right. Every, everybody should have a Twitter account and everybody should follow SA Saints FB. Uh, on on Twitter for updates of us, but as far as recruiting goes, it's huge. You know, college coaches DM DM our guys all the time. Uh, it's it's a very convenient way to get your highlight tape out there. And um, I just tell our boys to be careful because I, I don't want something they do when they're 17 years old to affect them the rest of their life. Well, it certainly ages me uh, when I talk to these kids about DMing coaches on Twitter, and I think I was ripping VHSs and DVDs and physically mailing them to colleges. Um, and mom would say, okay, you, I'll, I'll buy you 10 DVDs. You can, you can send out film to 10 schools. That's it. Uh, so I love seeing yeah. the way that this has changed, but I, you know, it's crazy. I feel aged. Um, so like if, if I, I know you're new to San Diego, but you're not new to coaching. If I ask you now, you can go back and tell first time coach Kramer one, maybe two major lessons. What would you go back and tell yourself? I would say enjoy every moment and don't worry um, too much about, you know, what, what's next, you know, don't worry about uh, the uh, championship game in, in, in three months. You need to, you need to concentrate on today and how am I going to get my players better today? And I think that starts with getting yourself better. So learning as much football as you can. Now, I, I really tried to do that early on, but you know, there's, you always look back and say, what could I have learned more? You know, how, how could I have improved as a coach? And so I would say, um, Day by day, setting short-term goals in order to achieve a long-term goal is, is uh, kind of how I do it now. And, um, you know, you need to not, not look too far in the future. Don't worry about what's next. Uh, worry about what you're doing, you know, honestly in five-minute periods, just like football practice. So um, make, make a to-do list, uh, cross them off. You know, that just builds confidence and, and just builds you as a man and, and as a coach. So um, day by day. Well, so, so how regimented do you have practice? I mean, do you have things scripted out down to the five-minute periods? Are, are you printing out sheets for all your coaches? What level of preparation and detail are you putting into it? 
well, let's just say our printer uh, stops working because we demand so much of it. But yes, we have practice plans, five minute periods. Um, we have scripted, everything is scripted from the special teams, offense, defense. Uh, we have scout, scout books where the assistant coaches are grinding every day to make the scout cards of our opponents so that our scout teams can run the plays that they run and the uh, defenses they run. Um, we have depth charts. We have special teams depth charts for both uh, varsity, JV, and freshmen. Uh, offense, defensive depth charts that are posted daily and changed daily, so we talk about it every day. Um, so, so we try to stay really organized and uh, practice is fast. You know, we're out there two hours, in and out, five-minute period. There's a horn that blows. We got the managers on the scoreboard, you know, changing the period over. Um, and, and and our philosophy is, is go really fast. You know, we we want to uh, not stand around for three hours. We want to get our two hours in. If our tempo is really good, we don't condition at the end. Um, but I think running a quality practice. And I got this from uh, our former head coach Richard Sanchez, my mentor, who's now at San Diego State. He said you need to make practice really uncomfortable. You know, you need to throw everything at them, see what sticks, and then you can start to. Uh, come back and kind of clean up the uh, details later but um you know making practice uncomfortable for the players so the game seems a little slower is uh, how we've done it and it seems to be working so we're gonna uh, keep on you know trying to, to go faster at practice but uh just staying organized is the key to success so listen all season long we're gonna bring in coach he's gonna give these little nuggets coach you said sa saints fb on twitter to get the the program and, and follow them. Where can they follow you personally on Twitter? You can follow me at Joe Kramer nine five um, on, on Twitter. And, and it's the same on Instagram. So Joe K R E M E R nine five on Twitter. He's a fountain, obviously uh, of knowledge and, and inspiration for all you aspiring coaches out there looking for something to, to help take your game up to that next level. But like we promised at the beginning, he's also a man of the people. And, and he, uh, one thing he knows is Pixar films. So, Coach, there are now I, if, if, uh, more Toy Story movies than I think anybody ever thought there would be. I'm told you've seen them all, correct? I've seen all three. I haven't, have not seen four because I'm a football coach and I can't go to movies right now. But I've seen one through three with my son, Ben, who's two years old. I've seen them probably ten times each deal okay I, mean, I, I just love them so if if i'm asking you to build the you know just the core of your squad this coming season with you know you got woody you got buzz you got the main core of characters where are you lining them up on, on, on your squad offense and defense wise who who are you using as your quarterback who's your mike linebacker who's your running back well i think you know i think the obvious choice at quarterback is woody right because he's he's uh He's the leader of the group, um, seems to have the best ideas most of the time, uh, and he's pretty long. You know, I think he can stand tall in the pocket. Um, you know, he could probably deliver, deliver a ball downfield. Um, I, I, you know, I think that um, having Woody under center would be good. Uh, as far as Buzz Lightyear, I think it's, um, I think it's obvious that Buzz is going to have to be the Mike linebacker. You know, he's, got, he's already got the gear on, so he's ready to come downhill and, and tackle running backs and uh, – he can probably even drop back into coverage with his wings. Um, so I think he'd be the obvious choice there. And then I have to name a running back. Is that true? Well, I, I mean, um, there's a couple other characters. So I, we've got I, – I, I would say you're probably going to put the uh, the T-Rex uh, at your offensive line. Um, yeah, T-Rex. Yeah, he's definitely – yeah, Rex is, at, is definitely at O-line. Although um, his hands – Maybe even those Army soldiers. I was going to say his hands would be especially perfect for not getting any holding calls because um, he wouldn't be yeah. able to reach the opponent. <laughs> 
Um, exactly. Right? I'm, I'm assuming the army soldiers are your defensive secondary because uh, they kind of just they know yeah. how to swarm. Um, Slink, <laughs> Slinky, I'm yep. assuming is your receiver because he's long. Well, yeah, yeah. Slink has a good catch radius, so he, he he's long and he can be able to grab grab some balls. I think I'd put Lenny the uh, binoculars. I'd put him up in the box, you know, so that he can. Um, you know, tell me what's going on from up there. Well, see, that's the next level um, coaching you. You're building out not just the on-field uh, team, but you're you're building the 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 supplemental assets. So, so I guess the the question is, where are you putting Ham? Is Ham your is Ham your running back? He's got to be the running back, right? I mean, he's 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 got a low, he's got natural pad level, so he's low. He's gonna be hard to uh, you know, it's gonna be hard to take out his legs. Um, I don't know how he's gonna carry the ball, but yeah, Ham would be good. Mr. Potato Head, uh, he might not get on the field too much because if he gets hit, uh, the game will be stopped because he got to put all his pieces back together, right? So he's probably going to be a backup somewhere. Um, you know, I really can't think of the other guys. But I, but every I team has that, that every want... team has that one kid who you love him. He's great for the team, but every time he gets hit, you're just a little concerned that everything's going to fall apart. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He'd be in the training room a lot. <laughs> Thankfully, though, it wouldn't require tape. It would just require a lot of time just putting it back together. So I'm sure the athletic staff would uh, would appreciate him not burning through their resources, uh, just taking up a lot right, of their time. Right. So, Coach, thank you very much for giving us a little bit of your time this week. Um, let's just talk real quick about the game you got coming up. Week two, what's the mindset? Well, we're on the road at Eastlake. Um, the mindset is that this team is – it's pretty good, and they have uh, they have they have good schemes on both sides of the ball, and and in the special teams game. Um, so we're going to go into an environment that's going to be hostile, and they're going to be excited to to uh, play us. We used to play East Lake before uh, when I was an assistant, and they've been off the schedule a few years, but they're now back on. Uh, so we got a work cut out for us. It's going to be a hostile environment. Um, they they really want to beat us, and we really want to beat them. So it should be a fun game to check out. Uh, hope hope to see a lot of people there, in particular people in purple. Um, but we're excited and. Um, you know, I think if we if we can stay healthy, I think we got a chance to beat East Lake, and um, you know we're we're going to coach hard and we're going to play harder. So uh, I'm just excited to see what we can do on Friday. So that'll be Friday night, 7 p.m. at East Lake. Coach, thank you very much for joining us, Joe Kramer, 95 on Twitter, SA Saints FB for the team's account, all sorts of goodness. We will have him back next week and hopefully every week going forward. Coaches out there players out there, parents out there, if you want any questions answered about how to help your squad improve and grow in all aspects of it, DM us, tweet at us, Instagram us. The show is SD Prep Insider. We will get to your questions every single week. Coach, thank you very much for joining us, and uh, best of luck this week, and we'll talk to you next week.